Hey everybody, welcome to this special awesome edition of Social Hangout. I am your host, Eric Mitchell, live from Moscone West here in San Francisco at AdTech uh, downtown. We also have the game going on behind me. Uh, the Giants are beating the Dodgers, so it's a beautiful day. Uh, I have my buddy here and my favorite co-host, uh, Mr. Jack Kalzakowski, uh, live from Arizona. Uh, the show is brought to you by our friends at Trapit, your people for employee advocacy, and today's special guest, Without further ado, ah man, I'm like I'm in like mentor like heaven here with my favorite guy. Like, like when we started the show, it's Guy Kawasaki, everybody. But you have to understand, this is when we started the show. Jack and I said this is the guy we have to have if we ever get him. That's like nobody will believe us that we get him. So, Guy, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. It's not that hard to get me on the show. I know. That's oh, the... come on. Don't ruin this. <laughs> I know. Make it sound like it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Make it sound like it's difficult. <laughs> there, goes the, there goes the ratings. <laughs> Everybody's leaving now. They're like, oh, we can get him. Yeah. You're the only one I accepted. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to believe that, except if I wasn't friends with Brent Michelin and Chris Barrows, uh, you know, they, you did some awesome podcasts for those two. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's good to catch you. It looks like you're at home, which is yes. awesome for... You traveling as much? I am at home. This is my. Uh, this is the totality of my home office here. I love it. We get guy at home. So, like I said, it's awesome to have you here. So we're gonna jump in. We're just gonna ask you, you know, some Q and A. We're gonna have Twitter buzzing, and where anybody who has Twitter questions, please feel free to okay. shoot them to us, and we'll get them. Uh, so start let's with our. This. Let's do this. So. Tell us the story of how you got started in your career. You have an amazing background, and I always wanted to ask you that. So now that I have you, I want to know how you got started. In yeah, so I got started, uh, I fell in love with computers. I had an Apple II. Uh, at the time, I was you know, in the jewelry business, more or less. So uh, I wanted to get in the computer business. Nobody would let me get in the computer business because I was in the jewelry business, believe it or not. And uh, finally, I, I found a small company that took me on, a small software company. Uh, in the meantime, I had interviewed once at Apple, and the only reason why I got an interview at Apple was because my college classmate uh, worked in the Mac division. And that job wasn't right for me, so I went to work for the small software company for about six months, and then I, w I interviewed at Apple again, and this time I got the software evangelism job. So uh, that's how I got into Apple, and the rest is history. And it's really because of nepotism, because I don't have the right educational background nor the right work experience for what I did. It's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. I never knew that you were had the jewelry background wow. you know, with everything uh, you do. That's awesome. So, uh, so Jack, I know you have questions. I know you guys are somehow related. I know that Guy once retweeted our <laughs> show many months ago, and you you don't understand, Guy. Jack about like actually, I think he almost peed himself. He was that excited that. We both were excited. It was like guy texting our show. <laughs> I have that effect on men all the time. Yes, it's amazing. We're, we're the only hey, people. Don't get discredit my beauty. Don't discredit. <laughs> we're social stepbrothers, man. You just don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because you said you work for Apple as an evangelist, but I didn't hear anything about social media. How did the social media piece come into play? Like, how did you become well, passionate about that? Social media is only 10 years old, and Apple's, you know, I don't know, 35 years old or whatever it is. So uh, I came to social media through Twitter. Uh, somebody told me that, you know, check out Twitter. I thought it was the most dumbass thing I ever saw the first time <laughs> I saw Twitter. And uh, it took me a good two or three weeks to figure out Twitter, and then the rest is history there, too. I went from Twitter, Google+, Facebook, you know, everything. So, like, I... 
you know, I have Guy Kawasaki at Google Plus, so that's you know hard to get. I have Guy Kawasaki on Instagram, that's hard to get. Pinterest, that's hard to get. But the, the coup d'état, the the most incredible thing is that if you go to facebook.com slash guy, that's me. How many people have a three-letter Facebook account, huh? No wonder I couldn't tag you in Facebook. Like, uh, you know, it's because I have a page, and with a page, since a page, you know, very seldom likes somebody else back, it, there's some kind of rule that, you know, you can't do something with a page, or I don't know. Yeah. Don't, don't they know who you are? Jeez. Uh, well, you know, I got the three-letter address. What more can I ask for? That's true. You know, you know, guy. One of the things that amazes me, and I and I met you at Social Media Marketing World uh, uh -huh. back in March, and uh -huh. you, you know, I always and I look at all the things you do. I mean, you're a, you know, you evangelize for so many amazing companies. I mean, roughing it at Porsche and Audi. You know, <laughs> I, I wonder how you and everybody asks. Hey, hold on, what kind of car do you drive? I this wasn't planned, but I gotta know. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> We have a lot of cars in my house because we have a lot of drivers. <laughs> so uh, I drive on a day-to-day -day basis a, a Honda Fit electric because I hate standing in at the gas station. Uh, I also have a Cayenne diesel, and we have an MDX and a TSX wagon and a Honda CRV. So we're like big Honda family. Uh, in fact. That's kind of messed up, man. You're a Kawasaki and you go for I know, but you know, at least I keep it within the same country. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, yeah, I have a Cayenne. That's my sort of toy. I don't drive it very often. And I want to buy either a 911 or an AMG GTS. In the next six months, I'm going to buy one of those two cars. <laughs> that's amazing. So, Guy, so how did you get, uh, you know, into, you know, just to become such a big social influencer. I mean, I, I know it's only 10 years old, but you have such an amazing influencer role, I mean, for, well, I mean, it's amazing. Well, the true answer to that is the hell if I know. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, in a sense, uh, I have a lot of followers, and, you know, like one way of looking at it is it took me a few years to get that. Uh, another way of looking at it is it took me 30 years to get that. I mean, you know, truly, that's how long it took to establish my reputation. So, you know, a lot of people, when I give my recommendations on social media and how to do social media marketing and promotion, you know, they come back with, well, that's true if you're Guy Kawasaki and you have 11 million followers. And, you know, my logic is, well, you know, what, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, uh, pretend I'm like you with no followers? I mean, this is, what, this is what got me to 11 million followers. I'm telling you how to get there. And I got a challenge, Guy. Why don't we do this? We'll just start you a new account and get rid of all those. Let's see how fast you get back to 11 million. <laughs> like in an hour. It'll be no, like President Obama. No, it would be really hard. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, the time to get a lot of followers is when a service starts. And, you know, like on Pinterest, I have about half a million, right? And then there's like people like Joy Cho or whatever. And she has like, I don't know, 35 million. I'm never going to get to 35 million. But I mean, guy, you have an amazing effect. I mean, I witnessed it firsthand when Ashley, a friend of mine who's a, in social media, ran up to you and gave you a cut, and she started crying at Social Media Marketing World because she got to meet you. It's amazing that how much you influence all of and all of us in this field where we're sharing, we're learning from what you're doing and and taking what you're doing and sharing it with the masses. But bringing, you know, when we see you, it's almost like it's guy. I mean, saying your name in an yeah. Apple Store has an amazing I mean, effect. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm flattered, and it's nice to hear this kind of stuff. But 
I, I don't take all that stuff too seriously. Um, That's awesome that you're so humble about you it. Know, I, I don't want to be a I don't want to be a guru or a cult figure. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have these like. Um, what about yeah. a ninja? Yeah, okay. I, I don't have these things like you know subscribe to my monthly podcast and uh, this is my subscription service where I'll, you know I'll spend an hour talking to you once a month and I, I just I don't want to be a cult figure. It's awesome how approachable you are. I, I will tell I tell everybody that they're like, did he have handlers and they let him talk to you? I'm like. No, we took stock photos with him in the hotel lobby. I mean, <laughs> it, it was great. Does he have handlers? No, Peg is not a handler. She's yeah. like the sweetest person on earth, and you're like, handlers? No, he doesn't have handlers. I'm like, who do you think he is? So uh, was, I also, I don't have riders for my contracts either. So. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Jackie boy. Well, um, you know, the two tweets I've ever got from you, that you know, I, I saved those right there on my wall. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Man, you must not have much of a life. <laughs> have you seen how active I am on Twitter? Duh. Um, anyway, so uh, Jason Barrows, you know, yeah. a good, a good you know, friend of mine that I've never met, just on social. Um, well, he, he can't was, be too good a friend because his name is Jay Bear, not Jason, but that's okay. No, Jay Bear. That, no, no, actually, no, Jay Bear. Um, but no, Jason Bear, Burrows. Oh. And, uh, he's Did he not say Jason Bear? It's all right. He said Jason Bear. I'll give him. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll agree with the guy there. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. All right. We're ganging up well, on you. Sorry, Jay. I've been tweeting out so much promoting you today, guy, that I'm you know running out of words. Yeah, you're making um, me cry. <laughs> you, you know, this is a great. <laughs> this is a great question. Who would you say are your top three influencers in the marketing you know sales space right now on social media and why? Uh, probably Peg Fitzpatrick. Good answer. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, seriously. Oh, I like it. Seriously, I'm telling you, Peg Fitzpatrick knows more about social media than any entire agency I know. I would put her up against entire agencies. She really knows her stuff. Sounds like a guest I need on Social Hangout, then. Yeah, she's better than me. Oh, let's get Guy off the air now. Let's get Peggy. Yeah, really. <laughs> she's probably watching. I hope she is. I'd be, I'd be flattered if she was. She's awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, I, I have to ask, because I've been in SaaS my entire career, yeah. and I love I love great titles of great, you know, with the you know CROs and everything. So, Guy, I have to ask, you know, you know, you came up, I think you're the one that coined the phrase Chief mm -hmm. Evangelist Officer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we kind of describe where you came up with that and what it means. I, well, I love yeah, to know. So evangelism comes from Greek words that mean bringing the good news. Mm -hmm. So that's what an evangelist does. So I brought the good news of Macintosh, which democratized computing, and now I'm chief evangelist of Canva, and I'm bringing the good news of Canva, which is democratizing design. So that's what a chief evangelist does. That's awesome. I, I love that. I now we got to talk about Canva. Right? Okay. Uh, Let's stop and talk about that. So, I do have two college degrees, believe it or not, guy. Um, but one of the things that I'm not good at is creating content until I met the most beautiful woman in my life, besides my wife, Canva. <laughs> An amazing tool. And now people think that I'm like some kind of like content graphic, you know, whatever. But I want to thank you for that, for being an evangelist on that. Well, cool. Um, we'll move. It's a great product. Do you use it a, a lot on all your stuff, or do you have somebody that actually creates? Is Peggy, Peggy, do, Peggy and I, you know, we both use it, but Peggy's creating the bulk of it. Okay, I just want to make sure. All right, so 
uh, you know, thinking that, uh, you know, someday I want to be, you know, a guy Kawasaki. Um, what, you, what, kind of, what kind of advice do you give to young, you know, thought leaders or, you know, of any age? What's the, you know, top three things you would say you should start doing now? to really actually be a quality thought leader, you know, not just somebody that's on social media. Well, first of all, you know, let me tell you something. I think it's bullshit to have a goal as being a thought leader. Only like only full of shit people have goals like that. <laughs> so what you should do is you should create a great product or a great service and then probably in the process of creating that great product or service and marketing it and supporting it and all that, you will gain a lot of knowledge which will in fact make you a thought leader. But I think only assholes sit down one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a thought leader. Yeah, today I'm going to be a thought leader. So why don't I write a book and I'll have a blog about my thought leadership and I'll have social media about my thought leadership and then someday I can charge for speeches as a thought leader. Like, who gives a shit? I mean, great. You think, how, how many nanoseconds do you think Steve Jobs spent thinking, oh, how can I be a thought leader? Oh, my God. That's only for wannabes. Well, I better get a new domain then. Jacksthoughtleader.com probably isn't going to cut it, huh? Yeah, well, maybe you can resell it for $10. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Guy, one of the, the best things I ever did was get your book and really kind of find out about content. So yeah. I, know, I know you listed Peg as the number one person, but yeah. when you guys wrote that book together, when it came to your content strategy and how you guys deliver content, which, by the way, is great, how, how did you guys come up with it? Is it a joint effort, or is it Peg that runs that, or did I mean, is that all your years of experience coming up with that content? Because your content across the board is great. I mean, it's like, how do you know to get to that? As yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so basically, um, my model is called the NPR model, and the way the NPR model works is NPR provides great content, and that earns them the right to every once in a while run the pledge drive, right? Yeah. And the only reason why it can run the pledge drive and not only get away with the pledge drive but actually succeed in raising money is because people feel a sense of obligation and reciprocation for the great content that NPR has created and curated. So that's my model. I'm trying to create and curate such great content that I can run my pledge drive. And my pledge drive is promoting Canva, promoting my books, promoting whatever I want, uh, but I feel I have to earn the right to do that. And it's so hard to create content that I also have to curate content to fill in the holes. Why, why do you think so many brands have an issue doing that? Like when you look at brands, they struggle with, I mean, with, with, with you going around sharing this and you have a proven track record, right? Yeah. Why do so many brands like, what does he know? And if you look at what you leave behind after you touch it, it's, it's impressive. And well, why, do you, why do you think brands fight it so much? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if they do fight it. I mean, a lot of it, I think, is because um, brands abdicate to agencies. Right, so they, you know, they say, all right, so you know, you're handling my advertising and PR, now handle my social media, and then you know, these freaking agencies, they don't have any social media expertise because they've been buying ads because they've been buying ads, right, and and they've been producing ads and they've been like sucking up to you know the Wall Street Journal, so now it's a whole new world, but you know, they view it as a whole new attractive world. Uh, hang on here. My, my lovely wife is calling me, so I'm going to just send her the text message that I can't talk right now. Um, so, 
So I, I think a lot of it is that, you know, so, the, so the, the client is ignorant of what can and should be done, and the agency wants to make a lot of money, and, you know, like, a, a kind of a typical scenario is you know, your CEO or somebody or CMO goes to some conference and here's the religion about social media, you know, maybe somebody from Virgin America is there or Cadbury or I don't know, Comcast is there explaining how they do social media and how it's so effective or they read some social media examiner um, article about how uh, social media is more effective than paid advertising, you know, whatever it is, right? So they get the social media religion, they come back and the CEO or CMO tells the VP of marketing, you know, we got to get on social, right? So VP of marketing doesn't know jack about social. So whoa, whoa. What? That's my name. <laughs> oh, jack, yeah, duh. Uh, so the, the VP of marketing doesn't know Eric about social media. So so now, you know, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to ask their agency because their agency is, you know, one-stop, total great marketing. And the agency, what's the agency going to do? They're not going to turn down business. They're going to say, yeah, of course we can handle your social media. Yeah. And so they, they start, you know, coming up with this plan, and the VP of marketing figures out that they have nobody inside the company who understands social media, which is probably untrue because there are probably young people who do. They're just, you know, not even on the radar. So the first thing the VP of marketing does is hire somebody from the agency to come inside and run social media. So now you bring in Tiffany or you know Trixie or Biff or whatever. Biff. So now Biff and Tiffany are inside, or Courtney, you know, and they're running your social media. What's the first thing they do? They retain the agency they just came from. Duh! What a surprise. So what's the first thing the agency does? The agency says, "Well, you know, we need to get your followers up. You we, you need a base to work from, and right now you're at a hundred thousand. We need to get this up to like two, three million. So we need a you know, a million dollar budget to do this, and the large brand says, "Okay, you know, million dollars. Uh, that's like you know, ten seconds on the Super Bowl. So what? All right, so we'll spend a million dollars. So there's a million dollar budget, and then this freaking agency goes and they they buy followers, right? And now, so they got like you know, every sixteen year old kid in China is now following your website, right? And every so every age is a dairy farm. Yeah. So now <laughs> now they got this like you know, all these fake followers and they declare victory. Like, you know what? We told you we would get you two million followers and we got them. Um, so they declare victory and everybody's happy and social media doesn't work. I mean, duh, because it's not really followers. Yeah. That was the best answer ever. I, <laughs> I think that should end with drops mic. It should be the end of guy just I get to see guy just drops the mic walks off stage. <laughs> You know, I want to I want to ask you something, Guy. And you said it at social media at the one of the sessions that you had there. And you mentioned about how you were going more organic with your tweets, right? You were talking about, you know, getting off of, you know, the I don't yeah. know if you want to call it automation. I yeah. want to clarify that because I was standing next to Carlos Gill. We were both like looked at each other, like, guys, not going to use like the mainstream. But then you were still tweeting, so you do have people who do. You, yeah, I mean, well, so let me clarify that for me. I want I want I want a clarification. So what I said was that I looked at my referral traffic to my website mm -hmm. and about 65% of it is from Facebook. And so I think that Facebook just dominates real referrals and real sales compared to any other platform. So I was making the argument that 
uh, one should go artisanal, not organic. One should go artisanal um, social media. To me, artisanal social media is not using any tools or anything, but just manually posting to Facebook, just like you, you know, just like you hand grind your coffee bean. You use, you know, organic wheat to make your artisanal cookies. You make. You know, you're you're stepping on your grapes with your bare feet when you make artisanal wine. You know all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's the argument I was making. Although I have to tell you that since then I've gone back to use Sprout. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. Least you're, I think the best moment of that. I wish people would have seen the moment when you were talking about the guy who said he, he tagged the wrong guy, Kawasaki, oh, yeah. and he oh, was yeah. in the crowd. I mean, everybody who's watching, you have to understand the awesome moment when guy oh. talks about this guy and the guy goes. That's me. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could tell you I planned that. <laughs> I had no idea. So yeah, so there's a guy who posted a tweet um, saying that you know, he finally met me at a conference, and it wasn't me. It was just you know another Asian. It was actually me. Yeah, right. No, Jack, you're many things, but you ain't Asian. So, so I bring this up as an example, and the guy is in the room. What's the probability of that? It was the greatest moment ever. I mean, it, just... it was so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you, like, you do tweets of really interesting stuff, like you know, like cats stuck in like a rooftop and things. Like, I mean, where do you come up with some of those tweets? You got to tell me that. Well, I, I have you know this website called Holy Cow, H O L Y K A W, and the purpose of Holy Cow is to find human interest stories every day that make you say, "Holy cow." Um, and so there's these contributors who are constantly looking for these stories, and they write up a headline. This is on WordPress, and then they so they write up a headline, and then they write a story that links to the original source. And so that headline becomes a tweet automatically that goes out three times eight hours apart. And so I have people who are constantly looking for human interest stories for me, and that's why I tweet 75 times a day. Well, because you have you probably have you probably have a bunch of different target followers. People follow you for different reasons, right? Well, yeah, you know, like unlike a brand, you know, if I were Virgin America, I can't tweet about you know rescuing kittens in drain pipes. But <laughs> you really have tweeted that. <laughs> yeah, I have. But uh, but as Guy Kawasaki, you know, eclectic, peripatetic, you know, nutcase that he is, I can do anything I want. Um, so yeah, I, I have a few less constraints on me than a brand. On the other hand, I think brands are, you know, their social media, like they're a bunch of tight asses. I mean, they just they just define what they can tweet about as so, you know, if if I'm an airline, I'm only going to tweet about United Airlines, or I'm only going to tweet about Continental Airlines, or I'm only going to tweet about, you know, Virgin or whatever. Um, I think that those airlines can broaden it. So. If I were running social media for an airline, and I saw a story in Money Magazine about you know comparison of global entry versus pre-check, uh, if I saw a story in um, Real Simple Magazine how to pack for a weekend in a duffel bag, if I saw a story that you know Austin uh, American newspaper ran the 25 best food trucks in Austin, I would run that story. Um, if if you know if there's like I don't know when the monarch butterflies fly from wherever to wherever they fly, I would post that story. You know if my airline served that city, so I, I think you know all these airlines and stuff they could 
they could be much more aggressive. I'm not suggesting that you know they post a story about you know kitten gets sucked into jet engine and, and you know I mean that might be a little much. I think I've seen that tweet too. I would post that story. Trust me, I would post that. Hey, you bring up a good point though. You know how with brands on social are they just too scared? Are they just boring? You know, is it time well, for brands to just let loose a little you know, bit? I mean, it's easy for us to say because we're not publicly traded and we're not paranoid and shareholders and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I, I think it's because um, many entities, their approach to social media is let's not screw up. And let's not screw up is very different from let's hit a home run. So... Doesn't so, scared money, you know, what do they say? Scared money don't make money? Uh, well, I don't, you know. Social? Scared social doesn't get engagement? <laughs> Something like that. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think brands should be less fearful. I mean, everybody's afraid of, like, you know, the tweet that's going to embarrass you, right? Yeah. Uh, for example, when the, what's the Houston basketball team? The uh, Rockets. The yeah. Rockets. Yeah. Our team's yeah. playing them right now across the yeah. That's right. So the Rockets fired the social media guy because he posted a Twitter a tweet with a pistol emoticon pointing at the Mavericks mascot. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. The guy got, the guy got fired. The Are yeah. you freaking kidding me? Like, you know, all the all the drugs and all the crime in professional <laughs> sports, and this guy's like the worst guy. Okay, so so we took care of the spousal abuse, we took care of the drug abuse, we took care of the bounty system where you're supposed to go and you know cream the guy on the other team. We took care of the fixing, we took care of the drafting, we took care of all the you know all the stuff where all the bad stuff is happening, the gambling, all that, and now our last problem is. These freaking social media people and professional sports teams, they're putting pistol emoticons next to the other team's image. Oh, my God. I am so glad that the NBA is so clean that now they can focus on important stuff like that. Hey, emojis are dangerous, man. I, you know, yeah, I got to tell you. Meanwhile, probably he's going to get a job with the NRA, right? <laughs> he's going to be in charge of social media for the NRA. Cause I'll ask you the Republican. You just never know when Barack Obama's going to go maverick and you need a pistol. <laughs> but he took all the bullets away, so we're okay. I know, right, right. Because, you know, someday 30 deer might attack you. You need that big clip, man. You need an automatic weapon. We need those 50 cows. There's the Marine in the room. That's always my question people get. So what do you do when that happens? I'm like, you're good. You only need one. <laughs> Remember, the Marine Corps motto is one shot, one kill. There's a reason yeah, behind yeah. it. Yeah. rounds. So, I have to ask you. I remember, I remember the day you joined Meerkat. So, I want to ask you the, you know, what do you think's next for social media? Because I've I've Meerkatted with you live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, you know, I I gotta tell you, I switched to Periscope. Um, I don't even know, you know, I switched to Periscope because <laughs> I have to tell. This is like a little scary. Are you getting paid by Twitter to say this? No, not at all. So I was on Meerkat. I was loving Meerkat. And then I read, you know, that, Paris, that Twitter cut them from the social graph or whatever. And I said, I don't even know what that means exactly. So I guess it's bad because everybody's writing that it's bad. So I switched to Periscope. And then I read that Meerkat now supports Facebook, which is very useful, right? You start a Meerkat, you get a Facebook post. That's highly useful. But, you know, both of these 
both of these services, I love the concept. I used one this morning. This morning I had a FedEx um, big box of small goods, and they, they, I periscoped unboxing all this stuff. And I used Periscope, not Meerkat, um, but I just wish there were two things that these companies could do. One is, like, what's the story with shooting vertical? Like, did they not get the memo? They oh, I hear that. Like, oh, well, I don't understand. Like, how stupid can you be? So that that's number one. And then number two, um, I understand the bandwidth constraints. So if you want to, you know, take a crappy video from me and put it out there on Meerkat or Periscope, hallelujah, I understand that. But locally, let me save an extremely high-res thing. Because for the archives, when I show this to other people, I want the highest quality possible. And this example really came home to me because when I was at the Porsche factory, they gave me a ride in a 918. And a 918 is a million dollar car. It goes zero to 60 in two and a half seconds. So this is like kind of a religious experience, right? So I, I periscoped that. But the problem is, at the time, it was cool, you know, Periscope Live, guy in, you know, Porsche 918, if he crashes and dies, you're going to see it live. <laughs> I understand that. But now, now that it's weeks later, I wish I had a horizontal, high-res version of that ride. And that moment is gone forever. So I don't understand why they just don't let me shoot horizontal and archive high-quality local. How hard could that be? It's so, true. It's what needs to be done. I mean, because we got everybody walking around with with selfie sticks doing it. Everybody's holding a. I mean, I had this conversation with Brian Solis last week. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, the problem is, is everybody's walking around with their selfie sticks. They need to go vertical, and it'd be a little bit easier. We can, you know, do the, you know, rise, and we can get every. It looks better. And why did they do it that way to like drive everybody nuts? You know, besides everybody doing it all the time, walking around with selfie sticks, having conversations all the time. Yeah. With the world. Well, I, I know you. I know you have a selfie stick, guys. Don't. I don't. I don't have a selfie stick. I'm gonna send you one. I'm gonna send you one. I won't even use it. <laughs> oh come on, that's not that. Um. So here's my question: When are you gonna become the CEO of Twitter so you can fix? This? Shit, I I can't run something as complex as Twitter. <laughs> well, you do right now. You got 11 million followers. You got more followers than Twitter. No, you know, like way back when. You remember when Twitter had the suggested user list? So, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, so this is way back when, suggested user list, and Twitter never considered me important enough to make me a suggested user, so I will never forget that. Wow. <laughs> you weren't a suggested user. Wow. Yeah. You, you, so, but you are an influencer on LinkedIn, so you've got to be happy with yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, God bless them. Google+, Plus, God bless them. Pinterest, God bless them. But Twitter, I just didn't <laughs> make the cut, you know? So... You know what, guy? One of the greatest products you shared with you shared with everyone. I know. I was just say you shared with just me. No, you shared it was uh, mentions on Facebook. I really love that product. It, yeah. it's a, it saves so much time. It, it's amazing. If you have do, to go there, there's a do process. Do you use it? I do. I love it. You like? I downloaded it like the moment you talked about it. I was like, I okay. If guy says it's cool, then I'm. I, I mean, I suffer from FOMO as it is. So yeah. it's one of those apps that if it comes from you, it's like, okay, guy's kind of proven himself. I'll, I'll check out what he's talking about. <laughs> And it works. I mean, you know, I cool. follow what your book says. So I always encourage people. And they're like, what, I'm getting into social. What do I do? And then I'm like, here you go. Here's your book. <laughs> Don't bother me. 
and go away. Read it like four times before you try anything, please. That's right. That's right. Because people are like, I'm going to Google what I'm supposed to do when I get on social. I'm like, no. Yeah. That's a, that's oh a good segue. Why don't you talk about your book so, you know, if people haven't read your book. Yeah, wait. I'll, wait, I'll get one here. One second. Right. <laughs> it's a timeout. It's a guy timeout. <laughs> I see he's, he's got to be a duck. <laughs> okay. So, if you're trying to figure out social media, this is the book you need, The Art of Social Media. If you're an entrepreneur starting a company, this is what you need, The Art of the Start 2.0. And this book is everything you need. Now, I have to admit, I have to admit, in a rare moment of let me just be really open and transparent, it drives me crazy when these business books that cover one subject for 200 pages outsells this book. I gotta tell you, it's just, I wake up every day thinking like, how many pages does it take to figure out you need to tip? Or how many pages does it take to figure out you gotta ship quick? I mean, I don't understand that. But anyway, so that's a rare moment into my you know conundrum of life. So, see what else have I got for you? One second. Oh, it's show and tell. I love that helmet in the background. I do. I like it. That's a selfish helmet. The CEO of Kind wrote a book, and so he sent me like crates of this stuff. I just love this stuff. Like I eat this all day long. Yeah. And Oh, he must be an evangelist. He must be. Sony. Sony sent me this. This That's is an A7 II, okay? Yes. But I also have an A7S. A7S is the camera that can shoot like in pitch dark. A7 II has like five axes like yaw and pitch and all that to control this. So this is a Sony. That's and a cloud perk. When I, when I don't want a um, detachable lens, I use this uh, Fujifilm X100T. So that's another thing. That's an old school camera, Jack. That's Andre Agassi stuff. <laughs> really? No. He uses no. a Canon. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Your, so, your so here's another great product. Okay. This is a product. What the hell's the name of this thing? It's called an Anker. A-N-K-E-R. And what this is, is it has all these USB plugs. So you can, in this case, you plug five of them in. You can plug five USB cables into this. It was very, very useful, okay? So that's another great product. Oh, my daughter's running behind. One second. How people do unboxing, we'll do an unbagging. Like, what else is in my bag? Um, okay. Best social hangout ever. Guy unpacks yeah. the ball. Hey, this here, is, this is true social selling right here. You are doing social selling that I talk about right okay. now. Yeah. This is a Countryman E6i. Ooh. So this is a lavalier microphone. I have my own. I carry this because lots of times when you go and make a speech, they have really crappy uh, microphones. So I carry my own microphone. So that's um, one benefit. The second benefit, which is arguably more important, is when you show up to give a speech, and you know how there's always a guy, kind of overweight guy in the back of the room, he's on an <laughs> IBM PC, he's got like a black t-shirt on, and he's listening to Pink Floyd, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you show, up, you show up at a, at a conference to make a speech, 
and you hand them this, and you say, this is my own Countryman E6i, I want to use that, they freaking, like, they freak out. They've never had a speaker bring their own Countryman, and they're like, they're like, you know, going like this, oh my god, guy, you must really be a pro, because you carry your own Countryman? My god, we've never seen this. So that is very cool. Um, this is an iPhone 6 Plus. The reason why it's so big is because I have a Mophie battery pack on it. So this is the Mophie battery pack. And this Mophie battery pack means that unlike any other Apple customer, I literally do not worry about my battery. At the end of the day, I still have 100%. And now you may be wondering, why is the top gold and the bottom white? Um, it's because Peg Fitzpatrick also has one of these. And so mine was gold and hers is white. And she wanted a gold one, and I said, I'm not going to give you all of it. So I gave her the bottom part of mine, and she gave me the top part of hers. So that's why oh. our, our battery, uh, our Mophies are half, or one-eighth gold, one-eighth white. And if you looked at hers, it, hers is, uh, oh, seven-eighth. Hers is seventh-eighth gold, one-eighth white. Um, what else do you want to see in my bag here? Why don't, why don't you have a duck on there? It looks like you're a duck spin. Is that would I be right on that? That's a, that's a lacrosse helmet back there. Oh, one second, yeah. <laughs> show and tell guys out. You all came to social hangout to have a show and tell. Is, is he having a garage sale? <laughs> um, this is a University of Oregon lacrosse helmet because um, the reason why is I think University of Oregon has the best stuff. Yeah. Just terms of design. Oh my god, like just this O. Look how cool that <laughs> O is. I mean it is like the most fantastic O. So I love University of Oregon. Uh, one second. Somewhere there's a there's a there's an Ohio State fan going, you know what that O stands for, number of national championships in football. Guarantee there's an there's a Buckeye fan saying that right now. I'm staying neutral on all this. You're staying neutral. I'll let just hang out last. So, <laughs> as long as you want it to, guy. Can we auction this stuff? <laughs> this is really hard to see. One second, one second. So this, I was in Paris one day. You know, I got to drop. You know, some people go to Paris. And I don't mean Texas. I mean France. So you see this? this these are letters made out of this wire. And it's <laughs> the coolest thing. So that's the K. And this is the A, and this is the W. Are you getting the drift? I got my whole name. So this company was in Paris, and they made my whole name out of this. This thing is on Etsy. I don't know what you call it. It's really, it's just the coolest thing I like made that. out of uh, fence. I mean, not fence. Fence. It's like wire. Wire. So, uh, what else have I got to show you in this room? This is so, a great. This is a great segue into social selling. This yeah. is a great. I got. I got it. I got it. You know. So, let's hear what you. You know. I know everybody says that I don't want to hear about social selling anymore. But you know, that's what you do for a living, guy. Explain to me what you think of social selling and w when people talk about that term. Well, you know, I gotta tell you, I'm not that big into in the concept the way you're describing it. I just believe that you should find something great that you love. And that you consider good news, and then you can become an evangelist for it. That's. And I've only been an evangelist kind of, you know, twice in my life. One is for for Macintosh, and one is for Anva. Anva. Yeah. That's a great product right there. Let so me tell you. Everybody who's watching this, 
If you're not using Canva, you are sub-optimizing your social media. Just let me be blunt. You are freaking missing the boat. Okay. okay. I have to second that. <laughs> I'm going to third that and say that every promo that you saw for this show is built on Canva. Probably. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Every single thing. Uh, Jack was huh. doing it. Everything you ever see, guy. If you go back and look at everything that we've ever done yeah. from launch, is on Canva. Just so okay. You know. Did you see the blue? Did you see the blue invite guy today? The blue invite. On oh, Twitter? oh, yeah, yeah, for the show. Oh, yeah. I, I did that, bro. Really? Right here, this guy. Okay. So here's the last thing I'm going to show you. Okay. Okay. So at uh, South by Southwest, you always have to go to Allen's Boots, right? Because Allen's <laughs> Boots is the best boot store. So you got to go there. And about three doors down from Allen's Boots, there's this place that I forget the name. They just sell a bunch of just stuff, like antique stuff, <laughs> and like literally thousands of stuff. And they they sell these greeting cards. So I bought this whole set. So this, this is this is the part where it's not going to be politically correct. You know, thus far it's been really politically correct, right? So this is one card. <laughs> that looks okay. like one of your tweets. Chick magnet. I like it. Okay, here's another oh, card. Ah. Okay. Butthead. Butthead. Here's the marine. I, I read them out. You get this, the marine. Yeah, you got to read it. Douchebag. I love it. Okay. Another card. <laughs> I actually don't know that. Sugar Daddy. Oh! Yes! Trophy Wife. I have one of those. Punk ass. <laughs> you have to say what's, it like what's going on on the social hangout right now? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Keenan. <laughs> Smart ass. I like that one. I think we're having guys in <laughs> foreplay. <laughs> and I'm just playing along. This is great. It's like a Jimmy Fallon episode. <laughs> Drama queen. <laughs> So you gotta. I, I don't know the oh name of that God. store. But you gotta go. It's right down the street from um, Allen's Boots. And you know, I've been dying to send those cards out to, but man, you gotta really be careful. I mean, those are good. I like yeah. those. I have Who never do you liked... send that card to? Uh, Your friends. It would have to yeah. be a friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to send them as a thank you letter. Like no. Here you no. go. <laughs> no. Oh, so guy, I have to ask you. You you held up a six a six plus, but in your book you write about uh, using. Uh, Android. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I, this is a true story. So one day, Peg and I, we're at Facebook, and we're meeting with our Facebook, you know, contact. Her name is Shannon Mattingly. She's like the world's best person at Facebook. So she says, well, guy, you know, we got this new app called Mentions. Mm -hmm. And if you use Facebook Mentions, it's meant for people who are celebrities who are you need to constantly find where they're mentioned. And so we're trying to build this app just for them so that they can be engaging easily. And I say, yeah. That, and she says, and you know, there's some magic with this stuff. I mean, it helps you rise to the top and all this. And I say, okay, whatever you say. And she goes, but it's only on iOS. And so I am not making this up. Peg and I left. Facebook, and we drove to the Apple store in the Stanford Mall, and Great we job. went and bought six pluses because it's so important for us to optimize our 
um, Facebook presence that we had to buy iPhones to um, to use this app. It's awesome. And there's lots of things in Android I like better. Mm -hmm. But you know, this one thing is such a killer app for me. Um, you know, I had to do it. That's good. You know, product loyalty. You know, but you've worked for both. I mean, you have your, you have Google Blood, and you have yeah. your, you, know, you have your, as you call it, Macintosh. I love that because that's what I was raised on. Yeah, yeah. It feels like Apple is something new. I know we all call it that, and I'm an Apple fiend. Yeah. So somebody's this a question came in from Dave Pepper at Dave Pepper just came across. And he said, "What is the craziest pitch you've ever heard somebody pitch you?" Oh shit! I mean, I've had pitches where. People wanted to build a geodesic dome over LA to keep out the pollution, or maybe keep in the pollution. I've had pictures where they wanted money to buy Israel to make it into an amusement park. Mm. I had pitches to make a dirigible over San Francisco as a luxury hotel. Uh, I, but you know, I gotta tell you, like, okay, I'll tell you, this is one funny story. So, um, Garage.com back then, we were in the business of helping entrepreneurs raise money so we were a boutique investment bank for tech startups so one day we get this pitch and it you know these, these are ex Seagate or you know some hard disk company guys and they say yeah we you know more and more laptops when people drop laptops they, you know the head just drives into the hard disk ruins the hard disk everything is lost all the data is lost so we have this patent pending curve jumping paradigm shifting way to prevent catastrophic hard disk failure. And so we say, yeah, sounds interesting. You know, we believe that everybody's going to get a laptop and hard disks are going to crash. So yeah, this is a good thing. So we drive over to the company, like four of us, right? And we get there and they say, oh, right now we're on a phone call with IBM. We just hang on for a second because we're talking to the, you know, the people at IBM who make the IBM laptop. So okay, we'll hang out. So we're waiting, you know, and finally they get off the phone with IBM and they say, yeah, IBM is so excited. They like, they want to talk to us. They want to come out here. They want to, you know, work with us. They want to license and like all this good stuff, right? And they say, and I finally say, okay, she's like, show us this magic. You know, what are you doing? Does it, is there some gravity sensor that detects that it's falling faster than it should? So it, it parks the head and, you know, whatever. And I kid you not, okay? The guy brings out this hard disk, the kind that you put in laptops, and there's foam around it. <laughs> okay? And I'm saying, that's your technology? He goes, yeah, this is like military spec foam. And when you drop this hard disk, if it's cased by our military spec patent pending curve jumping paradigm shifting foam, <laughs> the hard disk won't break. And I'm like, I like. You gotta be kidding me! I mean, this is like <laughs> candid camera, right? So you guys set this up. You say, let's invite all these VCs and see which ones are stupid enough to invest in a company that has military spec foam for hard disks. And I gotta tell you, man, that was like, oh, that was a day I just wow. <laughs> I love it. So I have another question that came in, and it was like five back to back. Yeah. And one of them is a dear friend lives over in Napa, so I'll yeah. I'll, I'll give us some awesome local love. Yeah. Uh, uh, Linda Bate Johnson, she asks, I see you only have 310 followers. How does someone become number 311, 312, and 314? Everyone's kind of going over and trying to add themselves to be followed by Guy. And Carlos Gill let us know that you follow him. So What? That's No, no. You, you either unfollow him or start but, following me. Guy. But That's you know what? Um, there's a bug in Twitter because <laughs> – seriously, because – 
I uh, when I first joined Twitter seven or eight years ago, um, I listened to Robert Scoble, and Robert Scoble told me that whenever somebody follows you, you follow them back out of courtesy. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'll follow. So I did that, and there were programs that did that automatically. It's not like I, you know, watched everybody. So one day I wake up and there's like three hundred thousand people I'm following. Okay. And so, and that really didn't matter because, quite honestly, I never look at my public timeline. The only thing I search for on Twitter is at mentions of me. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not just because I'm an egomaniac. It's because when somebody at mentions me, I believe I have a moral obligation, if I can, to respond. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it didn't really matter how many people I followed because I never looked at the timeline. But now it kind of matters, right? And you know, people are making things like I advise a company called Paperly and. Paperly looks at the people that you have followed to see what they're interested in to figure out what you should tweet. Well, it's kind of a problem when you followed everybody who followed you, right? So you're, the people you follow is not giving good data. So I found this company, and you pay them, because I paid them, to unfollow everybody I followed. So I unfollowed 300,000 people. First thing I did is I asked Twitter, like, Twitter, can you just, like, go in there and flip a switch and wipe out everybody I follow? I said, no, guy, we cannot do that. I'm like, all right, so you're not making a suggested user. You won't help me with that. I'm seeing a trend here. I understand Twitter. So, anyway, so so I unfollowed, and, and I did this in batches, and the last batch was 100,000 people. About a month ago, I, I literally unfollowed 100,000 people. And of the 100,000 people, I would say about 25 sent me a tweet saying, oh, guy, I'm crushed. You know, why did you unfollow me? And, like, I had to respond to everyone saying, well, you know, it's not personal. I unfollowed everybody. So, anyway, I'm telling you this long story because you think that I'm following 312 people. I'm not. There's zero there. I don't follow anybody. Haha, uh -huh, Carlos. That's a Twitter bug. <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. so, so, we have a question for you. From We created a shirt for you today. A shirt? On Startup Drugs, a company that sponsors, I'm part of the social beard, and as is Jack, and we created a guy shirt. So yeah. we, wherever you want us to send it, we're going to send you a guy shirt if you'd like a guy shirt. But yeah. we have them out there for people to rock. There's only okay. one guy. So okay. we created it for you just for today for Social Hangout, so we wanted you to know that. What does it say? I can't see. Somebody, my shirt just says Social Hangout, but we're going oh. to tag you in a tweet so you can oh. send your shirt. Because okay. we have them side by side with us, so we made it for you. Because we have Thank a video shirt, so you have I'm, a guy shirt now. Well, we, we could get we could donate to charity or something with it. Because you're a great guy, so the guy shirt it goes well. Thank you. Because we have a Benny off one too, so we had to do guy. It was seriously. Why do you have a Benny off one? <laughs> that's a uh, an at Nick Nick at Luke question. That's his shirt. He likes it. So can I but, can I tell you a funny Benny off story? Go ahead. Yeah. I love a Benny off story. Okay. So. Uh, Mark Benioff, when he was a freshman at USC, was a summer intern for me wow. at Apple. I was at Apple, wow. and he was a SC gra uh, undergraduate. And um, so Mark Benioff, kind of a big, tall, let's just say ample white kid, right? So back then, and it's still true, there was the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> And so this we came up with this. We came up because we were, you know, we we didn't uh, we didn't suffer fools back then. So we made up this 
this nickname. Wait, my daughter's trying to get an SD card from me. One second. So. No. And and by the way, on Twitter, we just post. We just shared it with you oh, on Twitter. That one's, oh. That one's dead. It's fine. You know it's fine. Um. So 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 we used to call Mark the Hillsboro Doughboy because he's from <laughs> Hillsboro. Nice. Oh man, that's gonna start trending right now. The Hillsboro yeah, Doughboy. Doughboy is yeah. gonna start. Trending. But you know okay. what? Can I just tell you something? So Mark Benioff, you got to say. The guy has delivered, right? He has mm -hmm. built Salesforce.com, and he hasn't just, you know, become lifestyles of the rich and famous. He's given literally hundreds of millions of dollars to medical research, man. Wonderful. Hallelujah! I mean, yeah. he's you awesome. Know, my hat's off to him. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. that hospital that he's built, what he's done yeah. for cancer. I mean, the food that he gives away for Dreamforce. I mean, the iPads, all the iPads he gave to like I mean, every. He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Like he, that guy delivered. Yeah, he does. So, so guy, I want to respect the time. I know we're at the uh, bottom uh, of our promised hour, and I don't want to go over because I, I, I want to respect your time. Bro, so, man, I, I've hated every minute of this. I can tell you've been very uncomfortable. <laughs> didn't want to talk. Uh, you've you've been tagged on Twitter from uh, my buddy over at the Loot App. He uh, tagged you on that. We came up with the shirt from Startup Drugs. Yeah. It's on Twitter, so okay. there you can go and check that out, and okay. we'd love to do something with there. So, man, I mean, I know for me, I'm excited to have have you on the show. It's been an honor. We're going to share this across the world. We've been a trending topic since 30 minutes before we went on air. Seriously? With, with you yeah. on, dude. Yeah, we're like number three in the world. It's pretty cool really? that we've been, we've been cruising here on it. Uh, it's quite impressive how everybody just loves you, man. I, mean, I don't know about that. So, uh, Who's number one and two? Like, you know... They're paid, they're, they're paid for ads, by the way, uh, just so you know. It says paid for when you go look. Uh, we'll look right now. Hold on. We're cheating. We're going to Eurovision. Okay. What's and it's that? Miller time. Both promoted tweets, by the way. Oh, man. You got beat by Miller Lite. Oh, I, got, I got beat by somebody who's... That's the worst, yeah, that's the worst beer. Yeah. How come you guys didn't promote this? Oh, my God, God. <laughs> I spent the last five days of my life tweeting your no, name. No, I mean paid promotion, not, you know... Because this we is bootstrap. I created this. No. The bootstrap. I created this for the people, guy. I want, I want to get guys like Guy on the yeah. show. Like I had Jay Bear, you, Ted Rubin, Brian Kramer. I want to share you with everybody. Because some people actually don't know who you are or see that you're. Well, you thank read your you. book or they see you and present you. But I want to show everybody. Hey, if you're near where Guy is speaking, go check him out. He's great. He's a live human being, and he'll take pictures with you. <laughs> hey, this, this this social hangout was completely organic through yeah. Canva. Yeah, absolutely, 100% Canva, 100%. So, if you don't believe in it, try it out. So, anyways, guy, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, man. We'll we'll talk again soon. I can't wait to see you again in person. And Jack, thanks for joining us again today, bud. See you later. Later, bud. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. We will see you next Wednesday. No shows Friday because we respect Memorial Day. Uh, so we will not be on tomorrow because we've done too many damn shows this week. Uh, and nobody wants to see my face again, uh, or Jack's for the week, but we will be back Wednesday and, uh, we'll share more. Everybody go out and retweet this. This was awesome. Jack, I've, I, I spent more time laughing than I do when I watch a Judd Apatow movie. So, uh, I don't know. He, what kept, to, hey, he, kept, he kept me engaged. That's all that matters. <laughs> we were engaged hundred percent. So, uh, thanks again, bud, for joining us. I love having you on here. It's like, like good old times, uh. And just so everybody, if you're if the people there's still people watching, I do want to share this with everybody. It's no BS when Jack and I said this was somebody that we sat around in our circle and said, dude, who would be the best guest that we could ever get that people would like totally watch social hangout? And was it not 
Guy Kawasaki is the name that came to be. Until he, until he, uh, you know, kind of ruined that saying that he'll go on any podcast. Yeah, it ruined. Whatever, whatever. It's cool. Cool. It's okay. We, we, we forget it for, but anyways, but I'm actually need to get off cause I have 5% battery. Uh, so I'm going to sign off from here. Everybody. Yes. For everybody who was asking, this is a social hangout shirt. Yes. I'm wearing a jacket. Yes. My shirt is clean. No hat backwards on and I am clean shaven. So just wanted to bring that attention. People wanted to make sure I was bathing. So, uh, one love to everybody out there. Thanks again, Jack, for coming on here. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Have a great Memorial Day. Go hug a veteran. Throw a whole bunch of money in a hat for a veteran. Uh, go Giants. We beat the Dodgers. The guy from L.A. is not even here at the L.A. like the Tourism Bureau thing, which is funny because uh, he's not here and they couldn't score a run in San Francisco. So anyways, everybody, go Giants. Have a great Memorial Day. Talk to you soon. Thanks for watching.